You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of oh, the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. I feel like I have all the energy today. Huh? I I have some energy today. My okay, coffee, I, it's gonna it's gonna get there. My coffee was extra I strong. You messed. You had up? a coffee. Yeah, I had a coffee too. Did you? Yeah. It I was have, all right. <laughs> I actually have a story time for you. What's up? It was all right. Yeah. Mine was extra bold, so I'm energized what, what happened okay mm-hmm. so you know how i made the thumbtack over there fall yeah and then it just it jogged my memory of one time mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys know this by the way i am i am the youngest in my family between two siblings and my third unofficial sibling mm-hmm. i'm still the youngest <laughs> so i have younger sibling tendencies mm-hmm. and one day Severi really upset me mm-hmm. and i wanted to seek revenge in the most diabolical way recently no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so way back. I was about to say. I think that, that the fact that it was like when I was a child makes it even worse. Yeah. When I tell you what I did. So we used to have a bunch of thumbtacks at home because we had a bulletin board in our in my bedroom and his bedroom mm-hmm. to like pin shit on. I don't know. My my dad <laughs> got it for us. Yeah. So I wanted to inflict pain on my brother. <laughs> so you I were took, sadistic. Okay. I took a thumbtack. Yeah. And I put it like upside down right in front of his bedroom door <laughs> so that he could step on it. Who are you? Like the home alone kid? What's his name again? <laughs> I don't know. Kyle? Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. So I'm like patiently waiting in my room. Yeah. You know, just like waiting to hear him scream so that I could do that evil laugh, like mm-hmm. mess with me one more time and see what happens. Yeah. The wrong person stepped on. <gasps> Who stepped on it? Was it your dad? It's my mom. Your mom? <gasps> and then I heard her scream and I was like, oh, Did she ever find out? Shit. Of course. Oh, no. You gave up that easily? No, my brother was a snitch. Because <laughs> she she stepped on it and she was like, oh, why'd you guys leave this? Like, why'd you guys leave it lying around? Yeah. He's like, we didn't. It was Sara trying to get revenge <gasps> on me. And I You're looked at him. You're a snitch, Severi? Snitches get stitches. Okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, your mom was the one who got the stitches this time. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> felt like it, it wedged right into her heel too. Uh, oh, isn't her heel too? Because she stepped on Actually, it. Actually, her heel's not too bad. You know, it's like acupuncture at that point because he got nah, that callus imagine, over there. That thumbtack is thick. Okay, the needle. Yeah. Uh, just thinking of the pain of like yeah. stepping on a thumbtack is excruciating. But, you know, the thing is, is that like the feet are weird in that you can like step on things like like, and cut your foot it doesn't feel as bad because i remember as a kid jumping on a bed you remember this we were jumping on beds and there's a nail 
on the bed. I don't know. It came out of like maybe one of the posts on the bed. And then like as we were jumping, it like perfectly landed straight and I stepped through it. No. And I got a nail through my foot. Well, I don't even remember that. Huh? It, we were like kids, kids, like enough kids, small enough to where we could jump on a bed. That was the thing. But why was there a nail on a bed? That's scary. Oh, no. It like probably came out. You know, you, just, you, just, you have posts everywhere. Okay. It, it just happens. You, every once in a while, a little screw will come out, especially with how much we were jumping on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure she was fine. You know, that thing, yeah, she was it fine. has a stopper on it. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. Like, you know, flashbacks. I was like. Ew. Yeah. Because she ripped down half of our whole green screen. It setup. wasn't half. It was literally one corner. <laughs> 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 one corner just went. Boop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a violent way to start this episode. Yeah, you know what else happened this week, Sarah? What happened this week? Well, that didn't happen this week, but you know what happened this week? What happened this week? Someone just turned the big three one. Hey. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to make a thing out of it at all. Okay. Well, we definitely made a thing out of it. On <laughs> we need to ask him about for that video because yeah, I feel okay. So last year, if you guys remember, we were in LA and we like I think that was probably one of my favorite birthdays mm-hmm. ever or the favorite. Um, but we had like a surprise picnic on the beach. We did like Disneyland the next day. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a really fun, fun, wholesome time. Yeah. This year was a lot more tame. This year I was like, yeah. it's 31. Like that's not a cute age. Like I just mm-hmm. don't care. But, but you know, a few days before I, I messaged the button about, I was like, we got to do something. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. Literally the day, next day, Sada's like, hey, so um, we have a friend who's actually going to be making some plans on Friday. And she, we're like, ah, God, they, got, they got to it before us. <laughs> so we're like, okay, how do we, how do we like make up for this, right? Uh, we were trying to figure out what we, what we should get. And we were like, should we just get a cake with the name? We're like, ah, that seems kind of like basic, whatever. Or like, I don't know. It's just... It's hard to, the thing about cakes is that like if you're going out in a public place, it's just hard to like give it away. Yeah. Okay. So the place that we were going to was in the West End and I mm-hmm. work out in the West End. So this is just uh, something kind of related to the story, but it's kind of out of it. I feel like I should tell this story. Okay, go ahead. Because tell of how, like, <laughs> I'll give you my perspective and I'll give you Amir's perspective. Okay. So to interject into his story. Mm-hmm. my like friend, a story before the story I'm getting Yeah. To. So the week before <laughs> my birthday. My friend's like, hey, what are you doing Friday? Let's hang out. And I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. it was somewhere in Mississauga. So I'm like, sure. So I messaged the rest of them and said, hey, guys, are you down to go to, I think the place is called La Mille. But mm-hmm. I was like, are you guys down to go there? And they were like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. I get the time that she made the reservation for. Like, And it was honestly just like a casual non-birthday event. Like, It mm-hmm. was just like, let's hang out on a Friday night. So I'm like, okay, guys, she made the reservation for 8 p.m. Nabat goes, okay, how many people, like she said, okay, for just, how many? Just, just to interject, okay, I did not see that initial message, okay? Ow! I don't know. You guys wrote a lot of stuff in between, okay? There's two messages! Don't you guys do that? Like sometimes you're, when you're part of a group chat, you kind of skim it or you check like the most recent ones to get the context of what's going on? Only guys do that. Okay, continue. And you do that in our text too. So if I need you to pay attention to one thing, I'll only send one message yeah. wait for you to reply and then send everything else. <laughs> but... No, but after I tell her it's for 8 p.m., she's like, okay, cool. Um, for how many? Because I wanted to bring my sister. And I was like, it's for 10. Okay. And to interject again. So when you're in when you're in a group chat or you're looking at messages and you don't have that context of the previous one, if someone says, oh, the reservation is for 10, would you not assume that they mean 10 p.m.? Okay, and you know, you know what? Just to be devil advocate, I, I'm like, why the hell would they have a reservation at 10 p.m.? But you know what? I didn't want to ruin a good, uh, a, a good time for them, so I didn't want to question why they were so late. I was like, okay, 10 p.m. You know, 
When have I ever made a plan after 8 p.m.? It wasn't, it technically wasn't you who made the plan. So I was like, okay. But 10 p.m. to go out for dinner is wild. Like, unless you're on vacation. Yeah. Because I did that one time, actually. See? <laughs> 10 p.m. reservation. But that was in Portugal, so that's different. But still. Well, you know, it, it was a weekend night. It was like, a, it was a Friday night, you know? I was yawning at 10 p.m. <laughs> I was so tired. But then, okay, leading up to the day, Amir mm-hmm. messages me. It's like 7.50-ish, right? Yeah. 7.50. Okay. And, and, I'll, and I'll like take it from here, yeah. okay? So okay. like what's happening on my side here? Yeah. So I was working out in the West End, right? Mm-hmm. And because I didn't want to drive all the way back to the East End because I, wor- I live in the East End, but I work in the West End. I was like, you know, let me stay around here. You know, I'll go to the gym. I'll, uh, you know, I'll get the supplies needed for, for what we were going to do for Sara. And, um, and then I'll go to Nabat's place, which is a little bit closer to the spot. I was like, oh, I'll, we'll chill there. Because another thing that I saw in the in the messages was that they're like, um, okay, we'll meet at eight. They didn't say we'll meet at the restaurant. They said we'll meet at eight, <laughs> and then we'll leave from there. With the context in my mind that we were, we had the reservation at ten p.m. So what receipts. I was assuming at that point was that we were gonna meet at Nabat's place <laughs> at eight p.m. <laughs> We were going to chill there for two hours. And I was like, oh, perfect. We can, you know, give her what we wanted and go from there, right? And then we would go to the restaurant for 10 o'clock, right? So, so I was, I finished at the, my workout at the gym and like the place I wanted to go to closed at seven. So I was like, oh, quickly, I made it there at seven o'clock. And then I was like, you know what? You know, this three hours until reservation. I'm kind of hungry right now. Let me get a meal. Stop showing your phone, okay? Receipts. Nah, okay. I was like, you know what? Let me get a meal real quick. So like I went to... A spot like I, I got some food real quick. I was eating it in the car. I actually I drove to Nabat's place first. <laughs> this is around like seven forty five. I was like, oh, I'm early. You know, I'm just gonna eat in the car right now. She was still getting home, so I chilled in the car. I ate there, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm just waiting everything. And I'm messing about. I'm like, hey, are you home yet? And she's like, yeah. And like at this point, she didn't question it, right? So she's like, yeah, I'm home. And I was like, okay, so like, um, can I come up? And she's like, come up. I was like, don't you want to go directly there? I was like. Oh no! You know we're 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 here to like chill, right? We're gonna be waiting here, and then <laughs> I think she still didn't understand what I was saying. She's like, "Oh yeah, you can you can come up and and wait here, but I'm we're you know and until I leave." And then I was trying to like put two and two together. Because Is that when you messaged me and said y- what time? You y- sort of at that time, right? Because at that point I was like, you know what? Actually, there's like two hours left. I still have like three thousand steps to get in for my ten k a day thing. I might as well just go to the gym. So I messaged her. I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to go to the gym again. And like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to change. Because I was still in my gym clothes at this time. I was going to take a shower. I'm going to change. I'm going to take get my steps in. And then I'm going to head to the place. And she's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, the, I think she, at that point, she's like, the reservation's for 8 p.m. I was like, what? That that There's no way, right? So then I think that's when I messaged you. Oh. Being like, when is the reservation for and while I was still in my gym clothes, <laughs> I immediately just like put in the GPS location and started driving there. I was like, did in your that heart time, drop though? Yeah. Because <laughs> in that time, I was like, okay, now I have to figure out how I'm going to change. I'm going to look somewhat presentable <laughs> and like how I'm going to set up um, the, the the things cake. I got for you. Yeah. yeah. So I like drove across. So there's a across the street from the actual restaurant. There was like a big open parking lot for like some not industrial, but like, you know, those office buildings. Right. Mm. So I drove into the darkest corner of that place (laughs) 
And if anyone pulled up, they would see a guy half naked <laughs> in the middle of a parking lot at like zero degree weather. Oh my God. Trying to change into like somewhat presentable clothing. Yeah. So I did all that. I got back and then I drove into the place acting like nothing happened. <laughs> now, let me tell you, okay? Yeah. I have to read you the messages because at this point, I don't know how you misread this. Mm-hmm. So, Nabat first on Thursday goes, Should we make reservations? What time are we meeting? Um, for friday i'm like let's meet for 8 p.m it'll give us enough time to make it over there after work see okay even that makes it better so she said it'll give us time to make it over there so when you say well let's meet at 8 p.m you think okay we're gonna meet at her spot or at a certain spot at 8 p.m let me finish okay we're gonna meet at a certain spot 8 p.m and then we're going to drive to the spot when the time of the reservation has begun or like when it is okay you know i scrolled up a little bit to get context yeah i see why you keep referencing chilling at nabat's house because wednesday i'm like are you guys down to go to la mill on friday night everyone's like yeah yeah we're gonna go so i'm like okay cool in mississauga they're like yeah i'm like okay cool then nabat offers her place in- save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Goes, we can hang out at my place Wait, after. That's what I saw. After. After, if we finish early. That's what she said. After. She did say after. But then I think someone said before after that or something like that. There was something about before. Okay. Then, then she messages on Thursday and saying, okay, so what time tomorrow? And I said, uh, reservations already been made. Let's meet for 8 p.m. at the restaurant. Do you say at the restaurant? I said, Let, let's meet for 8 p.m. It'll give us enough. Like 8 p.m. It'll and then give I, us. No, 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 no. It'll give it'll that, give, I was justifying why I made it 8 okay, p.m. Because okay. it would have said 730 if it was like Scarborough or 7 even. Mm-hmm. But because this is in Saga and we're all like kind of EastEnders, I was like, it'll give us enough time to make it with traffic and all that. That's why I said 8 p.m. And that's why I gave that explanation. Then, then Nabat replies and goes, okay, I don't know how much she put it for, but I'm going to bring my sister. And I said, she made it for 10. So so we're all she good. She made it for 10. 10 people! She literally asked about her sister. But like, I thought at that point, I didn't get the context of the previous message. Okay, okay, okay. Then she's like, okay, cool. Case closed. Friday comes along. So she's like, my sister isn't coming anymore. How many people are coming today? And I was like, if everyone actually shows up, then it's going to be eight people. I literally <laughs> said that. <laughs> then I And I also specified this isn't a birthday thing. It's just a casual hangout because I know y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I and I thought you guys actually took it seriously when it seemed like a casual hangout. I was yeah. like, okay, no embarrassment. Then she goes, okay, I was gonna say y'all can chill at my place, but if it's a bunch of other people, then just leave it. And I was like, do you mean after? So the fact? I missed the middle context. So when she said that, I thought you meant you can hang out at my place, so we'll wait here and then go to the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then Friday <laughs> at seven forty-six, <laughs> I get a text from Amir. <laughs> is the is a reservation for eight or ten and i was like i was confused when i got that text i'm like that's such a big time (laughs) eight or ten and i was like lol eight we're almost there and he goes why did i read ten 
why did I read 10 before? I was like, oh, no, it, I meant for 10 people. I knew exactly what you were referring to. <laughs> then he goes, oh, okay. Then I'm like, I just know Amir is somewhere far away from here. Exactly. <laughs> when I said that message, I was literally like exactly 15 minutes away. But I was like, he actually showed up at like 8.02. Then I was like, how did you get here so fast? <laughs> I, I drove so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was actually so funny. But then, you know, we're hanging out, we're eating, we're having a good time, like just, just vibing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Amir gets up and disappears for like a good. Wait, wait, wait. before even that, okay. So oh, the plate thing. Because <laughs> I was so, like, what the hell? So we're all we all get to the restaurant, and like as we're like you know chilling, talking everything, the whole time in my head I'm thinking like, how am I gonna get? like the cake here how i'm gonna set it up how am i gonna get it in all those things i'm trying to think of those we were actually eating we got our food yeah and typically at a restaurant like after you're done your plate even you as an individual when you're done plate uh the server usually will come around and they'll take your plate Mm -hmm. and eventually they'll like slowly start clearing the table right that was not happening at this spot oh and yeah they they randomly this place randomly starts playing you know that like happy birthday that arab remix of happy birthday happy birthday to you so i'm just looking around like Oh, hell no. Nah. I told these guys not to do it. Yeah. So I'm looking around. Nothing's coming. So many pump fakes with that. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's coming out. I'm just yeah. like, okay, we're good. Like, and, and that was weird because like they kept playing the song. Yeah. But no one was like, there was no, I didn't hear any birthday cheering. No, nothing. In yeah. The and room, I don't know. Nothing. Like they just randomly had it on their playlist. I feel, yeah. I think something. they just had it. But the thing is they had it on their playlist like four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many pump fakes there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of helped our case honestly yeah but then like you know the anxiety calmed down i was like okay it's, it's like yeah. they're just playing it maybe like they told them like oh it's her birthday so they're playing it whatever yeah. it's fine but as so. that's but as that's going on like i was it was getting late it was getting to the point where iman who was oh, yeah. also there right next to me she's like okay like i think i'm gonna leave guys and this is at like 9 30 i was like iman no like just just wait i didn't tell her specifically because i didn't want to like say it out loud so you could hear so like no just just wait like maybe 30 more minutes just 30 yeah, more minutes. yeah I, I heard you say that and i was yeah. like yeah it is kind of getting late we should probably go no, see, see? <laughs> so i was trying to like push it because it was we the food was sitting there or the empty place was sitting there yeah for a good like 30 minutes 30 or so. 40 minutes or mm-hmm. something so to the point where i started doing their job essentially i started like <laughs> cleaning up all the plates you probably did i don't know if you even caught on the why i was doing that but like because I typically do that stuff anyways. Yeah. So I was like cleaning off all the plates. I got Tupperware for us. Myself, I got Tupperware for all of us. Oh, yeah. And like put it into the containers. But I just, like, I didn't think anything of that. <clears throat> yeah, because like typically I, I, or usually I do that stuff anyways. Yeah. So thankfully that helped. Uh, so I cleared off the table. I put it all in one big pile. Everything was in one pile. Still no one came. To the point where eventually... I just had to call one of them and be mm. like, hey, can you guys take this? I was going to take it myself, but you guys stopped me at one point. I think it was yeah. you or someone tried to stop me. And I was like, okay, let me at least get someone. So I got someone. They took the plates or they took the, the bigger one. Yeah. But there was like a stack of <laughs> unused plates and utensils on the table, right? Yeah. Perfect size for, you know, what I thought we needed for. And then this, the guy came by and he was about to pick it up. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, take it. I just like interjected. <laughs> I was like, I actually don't. Just leave it here. Just leave it here. And then <laughs> and because everybody else was so confused, they're like, why, why would you leave? We're done with eating. Why would you need these plates? And like, I didn't want to say it out loud to give it away, right? Yeah. To the point where like I was trying to tell him to hold it. Mm-hmm. And he was so confused, the guy who was picking up, that he started like speaking to one of our uh, Arab friends in like Arabic, being like, 
what, what's wrong with this He's guy? Like, Am I not understanding him? Yeah, like, like he <laughs> thought he thought he was misunderstanding me or something on what on it. But I was like, you know what? I, I I'm gonna give up this battle because I feel like we can still make it work, right? So I let him take the place. <laughs> so now the t- the table's empty. Mm-hmm. Everything was ready to go, and I just didn't know like how to make this seem very like nonchalant like oh i was going to watch or something so i literally just got up and walked out <laughs> but like we all assumed like i genuinely assumed yeah. you went to the bathroom until you were gone for like a long period of time i'm like damn like yeah cause the food ran through <laughs> like is he okay to give you context there so it's what i did eventually or what i did um for sada is that i got bunt cakes mm. i don't know if you know nothing what those bunt are cakes. nothing bunt cakes so like these little mini cakes was like this like streams of uh, uh icing on the top and i got like a pack of the um, cupcakes that they have or the buntit cakes whatever they call them and then i got two bigger ones yeah and um i got like these two big candles that said like happy and birthday Mm -hmm. so i put like one on one happy on one cake and birthday on the other and they had like those wicks for the candles right (laughs) so i ran into the car i like opened up the trunk i set it all up to make it look nice and i was sending pictures to like nabat and iman <laughs> to be like how does this look guys how does this look because i've never done this before right i was asking them, like how does this look so they're like okay it's good it's good and i was like um are you guys gonna come out and like <laughs> help me and they're like no no just like you know come to the entrance yeah. area like right outside and then you can light them up and come through and i was like okay I'm, I'm gonna try and make that work i was already nervous i was like i'm gonna try and make that work whatever <laughs> so i bring it to the exit or the entrance i mean and I'm like standing right outside and I'm trying to light these things. And they gave me candles, thankfully, at the bunk cake place. Mm. And I was able to light them up. Mm-hmm. But the moment <laughs> I picked up the box, they all went out <laughs> immediately. So then I start like frantically messaging everyone at the table. A couple of them actually messaged me and be like, hey, do you need help? And then <laughs> I, I messaged back, I need help. No reply. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? F it. I'm just going to go hella slow. <laughs> The thing is, I think when you first walked in, um, Anwar, Anwar actually blurted out. He was like, hey, what's up? what's Amir carrying? Why? So I'm like, oh, what? And, and I couldn't see you. Yeah. So I'm like, where is he? I don't even yeah. see him. And then you were still gone for another like five minutes. Yeah. So I'm just like, he can't He can't have brought something. Yeah. Like he wouldn't. He had told him not to. And you know, then- Q and me, like, <laughs> first off, there's two sets of doors I have to get through. Yeah. So I'm holding this thing literally breathing on it <laughs> makes a lighters uh, candles go out moving more than a step gets the the can- lights to go out so i'm taking half steps i'm like creaking the door slowly walking <laughs> in and then of course everyone's gonna notice in a yeah. restaurant when a guy walks into the place with two cakes with candles on so like initially everybody looks over me everyone in the restaurant looks over to me a couple of them start saying singing happy yeah birthday, like and a clapping. slow singing and i'm just like <laughs> Like mortified, like I, I'm starting to sweat. Yeah, Sada's getting nervous. <laughs> I didn't notice this because I was like eagle eye on these candles, trying to make sure they don't go out. To the point where I was going so slow that everybody awkwardly stopped clapping <laughs> and stopped singing. It, so, it literally went silent in this restaurant. Like it was so awkward. And I was, <laughs> I was taking half steps closer and closer. I got so close to the table, guys. I got so close to the table. <laughs> and then <laughs> I took one full step. Like two of the candles went out on the on the happy. And then because that went out and I was, you started it was such a like ridiculous situation, I started laughing. <laughs> and from my laugh, the breath went out. <laughs> the rest of the, not the rest of the candles almost all the candles except for one went out 
like one on the side was still lit and he puts it down at that point i was like f it i like quickly ran to the table put it on the table in front of her and thankfully i don't know how it didn't go out we we were laughing so hard that like that like laughing in that whole situation thankfully took away my my nervousness yeah but i was like because we nabat was like why is he he she starts recording yeah so that's when i knew him and she's like why is he walking so slow and she took a video and when she realized how slow i'm going she starts like hysterically laughing the whole video was just her laughing yeah. so hopefully we can get it from her and she can yeah can i need to get that from her put it here i forgot to repost that i i saw the thing in the morning me too i was tired and i just forgot to repost it but yeah it's really um, funny but thank you guys that was actually like I get so nervous whenever the attention is on me. Like, yeah. I would rather it be on somebody else. Thankfully, embarrassment took away the... <laughs> my embarrassment took away the attention. It was actually <laughs> so funny. But yeah, those cakes are really good. They're really mm-hmm. cute. I like them. I didn't even know we had, like, more than one location. Of what? Oh, yeah. Place. They have, like, three or four of them. Apparently. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and that's why, actually, the, the Bunt Cakes place mm. uh, was near um, Nabat's area. Mm-hmm. But the annoying thing is that I had it in my head. I was like, oh, you know, I'll go to the bunt, bunt Place Cake. I'll go to Nabat's Place and we'll do our thing there. And then we'll go to the restaurant, right? Uh... And, and the most annoying thing is that the restaurant was like literally one intersection away from where I was. Uh... So I could have went to the cake place, gotten it, came back, went to the gym, chilled everything, took a shower, all of that. And then went straight to the restaurant all within like plenty of time. But you know, it is what it is. 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 <laughs> so this week we were wondering what was happening. Um, for those of you that are actually following the uh, war on Gaza, mm-hmm. I feel so weird saying Gaza, but whatever. Anyways, for those of you that are following it, obviously there are prominent people on social media right now who mm-hmm. are posting live updates as things have been progressing um, and escalating. So Pete Aha is one of them. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually been posting about Palestine for like years. years. He's yeah. half Palestinian. So obviously like he's very passionate about that. Um, another person who posts frequently about it is someone named Sean King. Um, I've been following him for a couple years now, but he like I was first introduced to him mm-hmm. during the BLM movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to post a lot about that. And then there was actually some controversy, cr- controversy uh, surrounding him around that time. Do you remember that? About his background, about like basically the the, the there's same... always been controversy with him. That's what I've known. Yeah, so like at the time that he gained a huge following, like he's always had a pretty big following, but it, mm-hmm. it's been growing over time. Mm-hmm. And during the <laughs> damn, that needs some oil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you didn't hear that. <laughs> I think no, that's so loud. <laughs> um, during the BLM movement, he. He gained a huge following and he started doing like GoFundMes, um, especially for the families of victims that were um, murdered. Yeah, they affected. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were impacted by gun violence or violence on the African-American, mostly young, young adults and even older ones, too. Mm -hmm. And so he would like start these GoFundMe accounts to raise money for the families and those that are impacted by it. Um and people were accusing him of like stealing the money or using it for his own personal gain. Mm-hmm. He, at the time, to prove himself, he actually showed receipts. Like he proved them all wrong, and mm-hmm. he was like, "I don't, I'm not, I'm not using this money for myself. Like, 
the GoFundMe for those specific people is used for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people don't realize that when you have like a, an NGO or a nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, you also have to raise money for your operating costs. Operating costs, yeah, because if your job is to help people and provide like free legal advice or whatever mm-hmm. it is that he's doing, um, the money has to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like he probably that's his that I don't know what his day job is. That it could be this, but he may be raising money for his own organization as well. But some people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And so this week, so he made a post basically to summarize. He was saying that we should be um, amplifying Palestinian voices only. Mm-hmm. And although the support from people outside of the Palestinian and or Muslim groups is appreciated. Um, the quote that he used was that uh, you should never be, you should always be louder than the oppressor, but quieter than the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying, um, he listed like a bunch of usernames of uh, mostly Palestinian journalists that are either in Palestine or um, direct, have like direct contact with those that are in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Sean King was not on that list. And so in the comment section, people were really like, basically spelling it out they're like oh yeah there's this one particular social media person who has a subscribe feature on his instagram that's a little shady like he's just using the palestinian struggle to gain a uh, gain popularity Mm -hmm. on social media (coughs) and he kind of like he kind of went in on sean sean responded and basically said what he's always been saying like he is someone who stands for social justice And he's always going to speak up about the Palestinian struggle, no matter what people say. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he was saying, but just because I speak about the Palestinian struggle doesn't mean I can't speak about the the, what's happening in Congo or what's happening in North America or what's happening um, to like anyone really. Like he's going to speak up about Mm -hmm. whatever he feels like people need to know about. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know, like, I'm not sure if you saw Sophie's post. No, that ironically enough, that's the one thing I didn't see from him. Like, I feel like I've seen all his posts. He Okay, so I'll tell you, like, because I, I actually had briefly had a conversation with my brother about it, too. But I was mm-hmm. just I was kind of like, so he also made a post a couple, maybe like a week or two ago. Um, and it didn't land well with his audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of came off a little like I think. He's obviously experiencing a lot of emotions right mm-hmm. now. He's very high on emotion. And although he's a great source for information, sometimes I think when you speak from emotion, like ne- negatively, it can mm-hmm. impact the message that you're trying to convey. And although, yes, we want to amplify Palestinian voices, I don't think there's anything wrong with other people speaking up on it too. Like we're not Palestinian mm-hmm. and we're speaking on it every single week. We're mm-hmm. going to, and I, and I told you guys, you know, we, we did not a TikTok live last week um and spoke to those that were in the room with us um that as long as we have a platform we're going to continue to use our voices in the way that we can you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and so i don't i can understand what so he's trying to say Mm -hmm. but i just feel like now's not the time like now you need all the support you can get like people are finally starting to wake up to the truth why are you going to stop the momentum sound like me from last week i'm just saying (laughs) Alone. I'm pretty sure I said that exact same Did line you? last week. Is yeah, that, I, don't, I don't recall. I, I'm pretty sure we came up with a clip that said that exact same line. Did you? Okay, hmm. it's like uh, you know how they say don't talk about like family business outside or like don't if there's any issues within the home, don't kind of like uh, let the outside people know because then once people see division in a group that should be united, then I think they're gonna start to like feed off of that and try and 
create some type of schism there. So mm. right now, it should just be a united front. I don't think we should be show, giving, showing any division within the community right now, Like especially if the goal has not been reached. Sure, maybe afterwards you can start critiquing <coughs> certain voices, and it can be up to debate whether those voices are worthy of the critique. But right now, you should be showing as a united front. I think his thing was like, you know, if you're going to speak on Palestine, like that should be the only thing you speak on, like really emphasize it. But it's mm-hmm. like, come on, Sapin, like let's be a little realistic here. You can't just expect him to only speak. Like that's a little, mm-hmm. I don't want to say contradictory, but like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but Aren't... like Palestinians are not the only ones struggling in this world. Yeah. And that's not to minimize what they're going through. Of course, what they're going through is horrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we're not we don't have direct family ties to palestine but we still feel their pain but that doesn't mean that you can't shed light on what's happening in the rest of the world Mm -hmm. you know and i think i don't know i just feel like he's kind of going about it in in the wrong way and and Mm -hmm. it could just be due to the high stress and emotion that he's feeling but i don't i don't agree with was there you said there was another post that also didn't go as well was it this one this one was on TikTok and I don't remember exactly what he said and I'm pretty sure he deleted it because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm trying to find it here to see if... Um... Is this the whole clip? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch this one then. Okay. Just a reminder in case we're forgetting, there was peace in the Middle East before Israel was created. It's not a coincidence that in 1948, chaos broke out and it hasn't stopped since then. Okay, it's not a coincidence that... that just so happens to be the year Israel was born. If you were to lay out all of the issues in the Middle East from then until now, there's one common denominator. It's Israel. It wasn't the best of times because we were still under colonization with the British and the French, but things didn't get real bad until 1948. I mean, prior to British colonization, I'd say things were better when we were under the Ottoman Empire, but definitely post-48. It sounds obvious, but I think we often are fed so much crap from western media especially if you grew up in the west where you were conditioned from a very young age to believe that all the problems in the middle east stem from arab and muslims because we are terrorists we are innately violent people and they have to bring the the modernity civility and democracy to our people so in case any of us have a little bit of that propaganda stuck in the back of our head This is a reminder that things were fine before the white people came over. And when I say white people, I mean all European colonizers, Israelis, British, and French. And as a Muslim, I can't help but connect the dots. These are the people that Allah talks about in the Quran. This is what he warned us about. These kind of people who say that they're here for peace. They're really here for corruption and theft of power. Uh, In the context of just Palestine, Mm -hmm. that... That makes sense because, yeah, at that point they were occupied. But I don't know about the whole Middle East. That's why people were upset. Yeah. So basically he was saying, like, the Middle East was peaceful prior to 1948 when the Nakba happened. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people that are from the Middle East but not Palestine specifically were like, um, hello? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the, the Middle East does not just consist of Palestine. Yeah. What about all were... the conflict? Like, they've been they've been going through it. Mm-hmm. But also, I believe, like, the there's actually a sheikh who called this out recently, but, like, the Muslim countries uh, went through, like, a kind of revolution or, like, they, they went more secular mm. with, after, like, in the 1960s. 
they kind of stopped going off of the Sharia laws and started mm-hmm. going more towards secular ideas and like Marxist and like socialist or is it socialist or communist socialist ideas. Um, and the Sheikh actually said that like this is this is what caused the downfall of the Middle East by leaving the Sharia and choosing like secular uh, laws. Yeah, more as laws based off of opinion rather or philosophy versus uh, your religion mm. uh, and that was also what led to the downfall and the weak in the weakening of the Arab states so that's an interesting like mm-hmm. thesis to have no because he, <laughs> he quoted he said I, I don't know the direct quote but essentially he was saying like the Prophet Muhammad said that anyone who uh, s- strays from the laws of Sharia will be damned essentially mm. and will be and will be destroyed like he said the word destroyed <laughs> If this ummah goes far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah sends an enemy that will destroy it. That's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So, you know, with how things have gotten since that change or that shift, he, he said it kind of started in the 1930s specifically or like... Um, the Sheikh? Uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. it, this, this move towards secularism and more socialist and Marxist ideas started more in the 1930s. Uh, and if you follow the trend of like how things have gone since then, mm-hmm. including what happened in Palestine, then you kind of see like where how he can derive that um, that theory that, that thought, theory yeah. that theory that's mm-hmm. what I mean yeah yeah I mean mm-hmm. I, like I don't know I I just think that at a time where we need to be united mm-hmm. um, because just to give so, not some context but for my history or what I've heard from Sean King. Like he has had a very controversial past, not only like with this Palestine, but like with almost any movement he's been part of because he has been called out for being like a leech when it comes to uh, social justice issues mm-hmm. and trying to profit off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also like, especially when it came to the Black Lives Matter movement, people are saying that he's not actually black and he's like claiming to be black and he's actually white. He's, he's like, basically, he's basically pulling a Rachel Dolezal He's not white. Huh? He's not no, white. He's pe- light-skinned, but he's not white. But people are saying, like, okay, like, where's your dad? And, like, oh, my God. What's your, show us your ancestry, all those kind of things. And I, I believe he came out with posts trying to prove that he's actually half black. Isn't that so crazy? Mm-hmm. You're just so, trying to speak up and do good. And people are like, where are you from? <laughs> yeah, see, so that was that was a big issue a couple of years ago with the Black Lives Matter movement. So that's my, like, that was my introduction to him, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. Like, I already had a somewhat negative connotation or not connotation uh, opinion not opinion but like perception perception of him, of him. um but when i heard that he was supporting Palestine, like i was like you know what hey i don't know what you've done in your past but i'm here for it right if you're looking to the leaders of these worlds that we already hate to begin with to mm-hmm. support your cause then i don't think we should be um judging the smaller people who we might have some issues with but if they're supporting cause support cause right yeah um yeah because eventually like if you want the leaders of other countries that you probably disagree with on a lot of things to be shouting for to be supporting your cause so um anything any support you can get is at this point will be um needed or and will hopefully help you um but that sheikh that I was listening to also mentioned that like uh, at this point it's like we gotta just rely rely on Allah, yeah. Which is a remind a good reminder. Like once everyone he his theory is that like once more people uh, rely on Allah and Allah only, that's when true change will uh, come. Yeah, I mean that's one of the biggest lessons that I think 
the whole world sees mm-hmm. um, when seeing the Palestinian people basically being like obliterated, like mm-hmm. they're missing limbs, and you know you're seeing babies that are like their head. <clears throat> oh my god, their head is cut open, and they're not even crying. Mm-hmm. You're seeing mothers and fathers losing their children. You're seeing children losing their parents, and mm-hmm. people still. Th- even in that type of like extreme calamity, they're still saying, Alhamdulillah, we're alive. Mm-hmm. Like, Alhamdulillah, these people are being martyred and, and they're dying as shaheeds. Like, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it because their they're unwavering like reliance on Allah is so inspiring mm-hmm. to the point where so many people have then, especially the non-Muslims, like have been so curious, like how? Like they can't even fathom mm-hmm that level of patience and reliance mm-hmm. it, during that type of situation that they it, it inspired them to read the Quran. And like we said last week, like there were Quran book, cl- book mm-hmm. clubs on, on social media, which then inspired them to look into Islam and they realized the beauty of Islam and realized that, you know, this is the way of life that we should be following. And mm-hmm. how many people have embraced Islam now? Yeah. You know? Can I say something? I'm going to say something very controversial. I'm glad that this is also this movement is also exposing certain Muslim leaders. I'm gonna put a small quote there. Why? Muslim leaders who are um, who have had power and like influence over the past like fifty, sixty years are finally they're finally exposing them. And you know, it's gonna be very comfortable. It's more in you know the Saudi region. Oh yeah, if you know what I'm saying, Saudi and all the like United Arab Emirates. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that people are finally waking up to the fact that the people who run our holiest sites are not the people who truly represent us, mm-hmm. and you can clearly see that because they're having multiple accounts now where people are going to Mecca and Medina and are um, simply for just even making a dua for the Palestinian people are getting locked up. Are getting in yeah Saudi yeah there was a guy who said he was in Medina he was in the Prophet's mosque in the Roda mm-hmm. uh, and he was making du'a for the Palestinian people like he was making the general du'a but then also he, he like mentioned, out loud you mean uh, yeah well I think he was also filming just the Roda and he while he was filming the Roda and the and the mosque he was making the du'a and then he said the moment he finished four soldiers surrounded him <gasps> and they started asking him questions like they're interrogating him there. And then I don't know if the questions just weren't sufficient enough for him, but then they took him and detained him for six hours after that and then finally released him. That's why. Simply for making dua. And then it was also uh, this, this Instagram. I forget his name now, but maybe I'll put up the photo. But he, he came out with a story. Actually, he came out with a story um, near the beginning of the invasion of or like the, the bombing of Gaza, speaking about how he when he went to Mecca, he was actually detained for wearing the kafiya. Yeah, just for wearing the kafiya. He was wearing, he was uh, like the, the Palestinian one, the black and yeah, white one. Yeah, yeah, He was just wearing it. He wasn't wearing any flags. He wasn't like doing any protesting or anything. He was just wearing the kafiya. And he was, uh, his visa was immediately taken away from him. Or he was, he was detained immediately. And uh, he was um, taken to like an interrogation room. And these guys were like, Essentially, first off, they were like disrespecting the Palestinian people, and then they took his kafia away from him. They held his passport in his face, I mean, like, okay, we can like lock you up for a while, and like, essentially, they were intimidating him, 
And he said like it left the sour note like in a place that should be the most holiest site in the world for us. Mm-hmm. Like, and these are the people who have been running Saudi for the longest time. And it's clear because there was that whole talk we had when the first when it first popped off in in Gaza, how uh, the Saudi government was about to make a deal with the Israeli government for like I think some oil deal or whatever. There will come a to time to normalize relationships with them. There will come a time where they will be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, I think that time is more sooner rather than later because more people are waking up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the sex that they're part of, you know, I don't want to go that deep, but like the sex that they're part of are also being called out, thankfully. Um, and thankfully, I mentioned this a long time ago where like be careful of the, where you get your information, your Islamic aqidah and your information from online because unfortunately TikTok, um, it's, it, promotes the people with the most charisma mm. and the most uh uh you know like um the most popular faces on there but There's, what go ahead i was gonna say one of the one of the popular ones um i don't know his name but he's like the the guy with the white hair white beard and blue Fares. eyes i think his name Fares. Fares. yeah yeah he's being called out now because i think his format was very popular because mm-hmm. he was doing like more question and answer style where he would answer any question exactly and try to like appeal to gen z mm-hmm. um but I, he started to get called out when he was saying that boycotting is haram yeah and that we shouldn't go against what boycotting the and protesting yeah so mm-hmm. i'm side-eyeing him i mean i was already side-eyeing him before for i already knew he, he wasn't you know, i know i know mm-hmm. but now i'm just glad that people are really like waking up to it yeah, and you know what you know what's crazy is like sometimes and this is not necessarily um this is a more blanket general statement, but sometimes when bad things happen to you or sorry, there's like a random fluff stuck to my mm-hmm. lip gloss. When bad things happen to you, sometimes it allows you to see things more clearly and mm-hmm. the truth reveals itself. Mm-hmm. In any context, really. Yeah. Not only to you, to even just in general. Because life isn't romanticized Mm -hmm. during horrible times. Yeah. You see things for what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when when the truth kind of gets revealed and people are finally waking up to it, the only hope is that they remain, um, their vision remains clear, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't want it to be like, okay, once the hype dies down, people are just going to go back to their ways. Like, no. Mm You, once you once you've been opened once your eyes have been opened to the truth i don't think you can go back from that yeah so that's why that's why i'm like this is another i guess silver lining to the situation and i do believe like in the next like 30 40 years like the the not the climate uh, the climate or like the the look of the muslim world will be very different mm. and, and thankfully the people who are trying to cause division in the muslim community are eventually called out for it and, and they are being called out for it but like are are kind held of accountable held accountable for what they've been doing for the past decades yeah I mean, yeah um but yeah that was just another thing that i want to mention there because like you know with the thing like like i mentioned with hassan minhaj like mm-hmm. he called out the the saudi government and that guy literally got his show canceled <laughs> so i know this is a small thing but you never know how things can get out there right exactly so but that's that's i always i was definitely glad when i started seeing that because i knew i didn't want to say it directly last time when i mentioned this months and months ago of like who you're getting your information from because tiktok you know it's 
a good source for like maybe building your faith and your iman. But for aqidah specifically, you shouldn't be looking to a lot of these TikTok sheikhs uh, for that kind of information. Think of it this way. You're not like the same way that you are picky with, you know, who you want to date and marry. Mm-hmm. The same way that you're picky with who your friends are. The same way that you're picky with where you want to eat. Mm-hmm. The same way that you're picky with where you go to school and what degree you want to get. Mm-hmm. When you're when it comes to learning your religion, like that trumps everything because yeah. this impacts your akhirah. At the end of the day, you want to take the utmost care and mm-hmm. and responsibility in making sure that you actually get correct information, especially mm-hmm. in a time where we live on the internet and anyone can post on the internet. Mm-hmm. Anyone can say anything and disguise themselves as a truthful and honest sheikh. Mm-hmm. Bro, Santa Claus had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't just trust anyone. And I know it can be, especially if you're, new to acquiring knowledge it can be overwhelming because you're like well i don't know where to go mm-hmm. find someone that that you trust and if you want to come to us we will happily you know share Provide. resources that mm-hmm. that we've used even you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um may allah make it easy for you guys it's we're living in such a strange like i feel like when we were younger we were always told about times like these and we're like mm-hmm. oh, we're probably not going to be in our lifetime but now yeah. we're living through it and i'm just like wow like we've heard about this time for so long and the fact that we're living through it now it's it's mm-hmm. kind of scary but we have to just stick together you know as muslims like support each other mm-hmm. in the best way that we can yeah definitely and yeah exactly like she mentioned you can always come to us for good resources as well because we're not sheikhs ourselves we're not going to try and like go out here and you know start posting tiktoks on like uh maybe we should get some sheikhs on here maybe yeah for our exactly. next ramadan series um <laughs> but yeah we can definitely directly to the some good sources Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like you know we're always open to Mm -hmm. to getting more too like if you guys want to share some with us we'll Mm -hmm. we'll vet it take a look at it and and vice versa yeah and uh to move on to the next topic i i don't think we even mentioned like what's the latest updates in palestine have we We have so from what from what recently has happened sorry did you have something else that you were okay so from what we recently spoke about like last time so the biggest i guess um issue or the current situation was how they're surrounding the al-shifa hospital Mm. and i believe they finally invaded the al-shifa hospital and initially before they got in the 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 idf the government israeli government was saying oh they got tunnels they got hamas they got all these uh things this is their this is their home base you know this is where they have everything this is what they're they're, you know they're, they're calling all the shots right they invade this place. All they find was patients, babies, doctors who they killed half of them. Mm-hmm. And then they show these like clearly, clearly uh, doctored or or planted, uh, doctored videos and planted evidence of like, they're like, oh yeah, look at the CT scanner. Behind it, it shows like a gun and like some like, su- like a jacket and some supplies. And they're like, oh, this is all the stuff they had, huh? You killed... 15 uh, up to what is like 12 or 13,000 people for a couple guns and like some jackets and some ammo which which was shown to be by the bbc to be actually planted there this is the bbc okay if you say oh we need proper sources or whatever that means okay you got bbc going there and showing clear video evidence this is what they showed to the people this is the videos they came out with and then this is what it looked like when we got there and like initially in the video it showed like 
I, specifically for that CT scanner video, it showed like a bunch of like ammo and like a gun sitting there. But then when the BBC got there, they're like, first off, this bag looks different, mm. and there's two guns now, and there's like some different items, and it doesn't look similar. And then they actually showed uh, the video that the IDF came out with initially, showing like, okay, this is their equipment. The guy's watch was in the video and showed the date and time. And that video was literally taken like three hours before the BBC even got there. It's crazy because like the Israeli government... Oh yeah, and also there's no tunnels. They they receive millions and billions of dollars (laughs) Mm -hmm. in support for their army. And the one thing that they just can't seem to get right is the propaganda that they keep trying to push out. Yeah. With their AI photos of crowds, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. to me. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, yeah. That was was a few (laughs) weeks ago. I think we even talked about that. Yeah. Like, it's just give it up like stop mm-hmm. just stop I, no, I don't it's know. clear it's clear what they're trying to do right now i know but like... at this point no i don't think people are even believing them anymore yeah but the unfortunate thing is that like no matter how much people don't believe them they're going to continue doing it because they have the backing of all the countries all the at least the major power uh houses in the world right yeah um and like when it came to the evacuation of the gazan people they're telling them, oh, go to the south, go to the south, right? So they can clear this area, get Al-Shifa, nothing in Al-Shifa. And then in my head, I was always thinking about this. I was like, if they tell all the people to evacuate south, what stops them from saying, oh, Hamas also evacuated south? And of course, what's recently come out is that they're starting to bomb the south now. Mm-hmm. And they and they literally bombed like a school the other day, killed yep. like 200 plus children mm-hmm. um, because... They're saying, oh, now Hamas is in the south. It's like, okay, so where do you want the people to go? It's like, they're, they're, it's, it's clear that they're, you're, usually whenever you uh, try a tactic and it clearly doesn't work like it did in Al-Shifa, you try and, you know, you sit back, you see what was done wrong and you kind of change your tactics, right? They're not doing that. They're just continuing with the same tactics they've always been doing. Because, Amir, I don't think their goal is yeah, to get Hamas. Exactly. Their goal is to kill every single Palestinian person yeah that's like they are committing genocide yeah or or to expel them from the land completely it's like they mentioned it's a new nakba right it's a nakba 19 i mean not 19 2023 yeah um but it's clear that what their goal is is just i guess it's frustrating when you have all the media who's still going forward with the current narrative that they're trying to go after hamas when they first off there's also like no hamas members that they found from what i've heard to be honest hamas is probably comprised of idf members like that's probably a controversial hot take but i I, honestly i I don't know what i I can't say anything about that because i don't know anything about like how the hamas network works like maybe they're not even in the country (laughs) who knows i honestly have no idea like what started off as a resistance group Mm -hmm. is now being categorized as a terrorist group Mm -hmm. when the only clear terrorist that we see here is the u.s government and the israeli government yeah you know they they they're the ones with the power currently, so they can fix whatever narrative they want, right? Or set up any narrative they want. All we gotta say is this life ain't forever, okay? Mm-hmm. It's only temporary. So those that are suffering, remember that, and mm-hmm. those that seem like they're winning, remember that. Um, this one I feel like is more Amir's style news. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, but Apple is finally getting rid of their SMS, which means no more green bubbles. Yo, I'm gonna be moving in silence now. Y'all won't even know. <laughs> you know you, all you're gonna see is blue. You're gonna know. You're not gonna know I'm gonna have an Android until you meet me. Okay. So, so as you guys know, we've had this 
debate several times mm-hmm. in the past. But that's the thing. When we talked about it, Apple was always behind. I it think seemed, I think it was just their way of having like a one up on Yeah, Android no, but the users. ironic thing is that the technology they were using to mm. have one up on us yeah. was actually older technology than what we had. We had better technology. They just didn't want to update because they knew that then that would kind of get away, uh, uh, not get away, but it would like... Um, it wouldn't entice people to stick to iPhone only. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, it's a sad They got y'all athlete. now. But you know what? Now it's just creating a more inclusive environment. Okay, chill. You know? That's not... I, they, I'm sure they have another incentive. Maybe they noticed like their audience was dying or I don't know. Because I don't, I don't... Is Apple still as popular as it used to be? I hope not, because after what they're doing to the people in Congo. Yeah, see? Well, that's kind of all um, phone manufacturers in general, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I I was actually thinking, I was like, I wonder, I believe there was a company who came out with an ethical phone. Really? Yeah, uh, I need to search it up. But there was a company who came out with a phone that like doesn't, gets all its materials like ethically mm-hmm, sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like more expensive for that reason, or maybe it's just not as powerful. Because that's the thing you're giving up, right? If you want an ethical item, you're going to give up either like the um, quality, not quality, but like th- you're going to give up the price mm-hmm. or like the power because a lot of the chip manufacturers aren't going to change what their sources are from, right? So they're getting their chips from like a certain company who also do- who doesn't maybe have that same incentive to get an ethical source. That's so crazy. Like just, just thinking about that concept. Mm-hmm. You're really out here exploiting. And I know this is like an ancient yeah. topic, but like you're really out here exploiting people just to manufacture some goods. Yeah. Unfortunately, in order for us to have this whole, you know, comfortable life that we currently have, in order to have all this equipment and stuff here, some people have to get hurt. And, you know, that that's something we have to kind of, that's we crazy. have to start giving up our certain luxuries if you want to continue to uh, fight for the people who are currently like being unjustly used or abused for their labor. Sometimes when I think about like all the tragedies in the world, I'm mm. like, I wish I had a superpower power to just save everybody in the whole <laughs> entire world. Like, and where would I start? I feel like I'd be the crusty crab mm-hmm. meme where you're just like, where do I start? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a lot. I don't know. Like I think for a long time or forever, really like you kind of just, maybe we're, we acknowledge it and we know it exists like child mm-hmm. labor and, you know, what's happening to the people in Congo, like severely um, unsafe working conditions. Like they're barely getting paid. Mm-hmm. And it's like you learn about it here and there and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the sustainable route. Mm-hmm. But then they price it really high. And then you're like, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, if you want them to receive a w- livable wage, like they're going to have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, damn. Yeah, but that's a very, very deep conversation that we're probably not prepared for. I know, I'm not prepared for it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking about Let's it Let's right talk now. about iMessages. <laughs> That's what it initially started well, as. Well, the question that I have here mm-hmm. is, like, is it too late for them to even make that switch over? Because, like, I feel like yeah. apps like WeChat or um, WhatsApp, Viber, like, they're doing so well. Yeah, like, I know? barely use my Messages app to begin with. Mm. So this change won't really affect me at all. Like, I'm going to be using WhatsApp anyways. I mean, I use my iMessage. <laughs> maybe for, yeah. For so maybe users. they realize that like people are already sticking to what they're sticking to. So mm. like, even if they make this change, uh, it's not really going to make a big difference. I think last year, the year before, they introduced um, FaceTime for non-Apple users. Did they? Yeah. So like, if you want, if I wanted to FaceTime mm-hmm. you, 
I could create a link and just send it to you. Oh, so it'd be like a Zoom call. Yeah, but I believe but, you have to download the FaceTime app. But it's much easier just go on WhatsApp and just do that. It's literally the exact same. Like, yeah, what's the difference? The FaceTime features. What FaceTime features? You can blur your background. I'm sure that like WhatsApp probably has some of those features now. No, I don't. I don't know. Do I they not? I, I haven't, haven't tried it. But like same. for the most part, when are you using that kind of stuff? Well, I FaceTime my nephews all the time. No, I mean like the the uh, blurring the background well, my and all those things. Blurred. All the time. I'm sure WhatsApp has that feature. I'll search it afterwards. We'll see. We'll test it out. Yeah, we'll test it out. <laughs> but yeah, I think they already have their audience. They know they have their audience. I don't think messages is really a big thing anymore. You don't think it'll impact WhatsApp or WeChat or whatever? Nah. Really? Not really. Yeah. Because hmm. no one uses messages. Like like people are already they, using what they use right now. Yeah, because it's an alternative. But it's almost like it's better because m- messages, is it not exclusive to like is it not just like an it's like an SMS message, no? So uh, like you can only use it within your country or whatever. No, 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 no. Because I message, I could message someone in the states, and it's it's not mm-hmm. considered a text message. Oh, okay. So essentially, they just got rid of like it's all internet, basically. Exactly. Okay, okay. I see what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Then yeah, maybe there might be some small changes here and there. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge impact. Or maybe there's some. Maybe there's certain like audience i'm just not aware of that's been waiting for iMessages <laughs> to become similar to all the other apps maybe yeah mm-hmm. it, would me, it make uh, you change no i'm probably gonna stick to my ways yeah like you use but do you use iMessage for like more local people or use it for everywhere no honestly i i feel like i i don't really use iMessage that much you use whatsapp more right yeah yeah so like i think i use them like equally mm-hmm like iMessage, I feel like I use for like quick messages, mm-hmm. like where are you at, whatever, whatever. But like yeah. WhatsApp is where I have like conversations. Mm. You know, well, I wonder why. Maybe it's like know. a way they comp- compartmentalize. I mean, things. I know why. Why? Because WhatsApp has a better voice note feature. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. There you go. It's but I iMessage mm-hmm. has recently improved theirs because WhatsApp, like those who send voice notes, y'all know mm-hmm. on WhatsApp you can like hold down the little thing and then slide it up and lock it so you could talk freely without having without you having do to, that. Huh? How long are you talking for? It depends on like depends at that on. point, just call the person. No, no, no. call. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you suggested to call. No, I wouldn't. Sometimes I'll even like text out full paragraphs before I even do a voice message. There's one point where I was like messaging someone and I was going through like message after message, and I was like, "Oh, I could just do a voice note." And then I finally did a voice note. I never do voice notes. You sent a voice note? Yeah. Wow. Because I was trying to tell someone a story. See, like. My thing, my rule is that if it's more than two sentences, mm-hmm. voice note automatically. But I yeah, have voice I note etiquette. You can't just send a voice note. You yeah. have to ask, can you listen to a voice note right now? What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see that. Yeah, I've yeah, said that yeah. to you yeah. before. Can you listen to a voice note right now? But I rarely send you voice notes. Yeah. I feel like unless I'm explaining something to you. Yeah. Whenever you have like an idea or like something we need to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then on to our last topic for this episode. Mm-hmm. I know y'all have been hearing about Cassie suing Diddy oh yeah so i i had no idea i knew that diddy had like a weird history mm-hmm. uh but i didn't know that he was still was cassie was still with her like up until recently no so she, with him no they they broke up a while ago oh okay 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 for yeah. some reason i read it as like she just recently broke up with him and then sued him or something like that 
No, no. She's like married and has two kids. Oh, shoot. Someone okay. Else. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of lore there. <laughs> yeah. She like they're there. They haven't been together for mm-hmm. a while, but um, there's some crazy stories coming out about Diddy now. Like after she like she like broke the dam or whatever you call it again. She like. Yeah. And now everybody's coming out with a story about Diddy. Well, I saw this one comment. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what post, but they're like, <laughs> I knew Diddy was shady when he started a label and he's the only one living. See? <laughs> like literally he yeah. had the label and like all the people that there's were that assigned whole, to him yeah there's a lot of talks about like how he would put these guys into like 360 deals take all their money and they'll be like left in the dirt basically just but you know who this impacted the mm-hmm. most my brother really <laughs> don't you remember how oh, big of a yeah, diddy yeah, fan yeah, everyone yeah, yeah yeah people like, said like he looked like diddy at one point no yeah he mm-hmm. um i have this one photo of him Oh, the baller one? Like the one he's wearing the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Like how the, um, with <laughs> the two guys next to him. Insert it here. Don't worry. I'll blur out their faces every because I know he's going to be like, how could you put them on the internet? Yeah. But he can be. He's fair game. Um, no, but yeah, Sabri, mm-hmm. I feel like his heart was like, you know, when you find how out. How did he not know? I feel like he knew uh, because these rumors were have been going around for years. Yeah, but I don't know if he pays attention to them because he's like a diehard, you know? Is he still a diehard? I don't think he is now. Yeah. But like, when I tell you, my brother loved P. Diddy for so the longest time. All of his clothes were Sean mm-hmm. John. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, that phase. Like anyone who knows Sabri is probably laughing while listening to this because they're remembering mm-hmm. him at that time. And he's probably so mad and like angry, texting me like, "Why you gotta put me on mm-hmm. blast?" But I'm putting you on blast. Um, yeah, like I actually felt like the first time I heard about Diddy being mm-hmm. kind of sus. I think I told you this, but like I was reading these. What are those? What is it called? Like, what are they? Conspiracy theories or just like rumors or whatever? But yeah, yeah. You know how um, Usher kind of discovered Justin Bieber before yeah. he signed to Scooter Braun? So apparently, um, the same way that like Usher was Justin's mentor, mm-hmm. Diddy was Usher's mentor mm-hmm. and would do some questionable things to him or. Oh, yeah, I heard about that too. Stuff. And then. And then there's this one video mm-hmm. where Diddy, it's so strange. Like, I have to show it to you. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. But the wording that he used, he's like, um, he has like Justin Bieber, who looks like he's like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. at that time. And he goes, I have custody of him for the day. And he's like, yeah, we're going to do like what teenage, like a teenage boy's dream. Um, and then, what? yeah, like it was so, it was just so weird. Like, I just, mm-hmm. no, I don't even know. Been- the one of the major rumors is that like Diddy's like definitely into guys and like yeah has been doing some weird stuff with and he has like these parties time. yeah yeah and uh, there's actually a story who came that came out with uh, that involved uh, Wale and Cassie yeah he hung him over the balcony yeah yeah I saw oh that he just one. gave away the end of it oh my okay, bad. I was like <laughs> but like I think he was like obsessed with Cassie yeah and um he's very controlling. Of her. yeah like everything she did and the thing is that like that's why people are like maybe he wasn't into him he was just into like controlling women it was a weird thing but he was really into like guys the whole okay allegedly into guys the whole yeah, time. yeah this is all alleged yeah, we don't know all the alleged. truth but <laughs> but um from hearing all the like deals like you mentioned all the like bad deals he put people in it, it had it was coming for him right like you can't really do all these things and like and treat people like you know what like like crap and not feel like there's gonna be some type of like recourse for it what goes around comes around i'm sure that when you have that much power and you're doing like shady things to Mm -hmm. people you you 
you would be stupid if you don't have them sign NDAs. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure NDAs are not like they only have a certain time frame, right? Like they're only valid for a certain are period they? of time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because no one would sign a sign a lifetime NDA. That's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I think like people were saying like Cassie's NDA probably mm-hmm. f- like finished. And so she decided to finally press charges like she's brave enough. Good for her. But what I noticed was that a lot of celebrities were well, like. Well, no, NDAs can't stop you from pressing charges, though yeah 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 Mm -hmm. that's the one exception to the rule Mm -hmm. um but yeah so like a lot of celebrities were showing their their support for her publicly Mm -hmm. um which i feel like is not always the case in the past when celebrities have spoken up about abuse of any Mm -hmm. sorts um they're either gaslit or just like not they're not Mm. no one believes them except for like when the me too movement began then people started to kind of take it more seriously um but this time it was like she came out with these alleg- like to the point where her um the court document had a trigger warning mm-hmm. on the first page and then the next day what the news breaks that they settled privately really? the next day yeah they settled meaning like they came to some sort of Did amicable they? agreement yeah they both released press statements Yo, he must have he must have like threatened no i think what happened what? was he knew that if they went through with this court look with the case Mm -hmm. that all the details were about to come out and his reputation would have been absolutely destroyed like there's no coming like the same way that r kelly so i think he probably because she sued him for 30 mil i'm pretty sure he wrote that check instantly and was Mm -hmm. like here shut your mouth yeah Uh, well i think that because he loves money i feel like he might have done something more shady because there have been rumors that like he's actually the one allegedly who like got Tupac set up and it wasn't actually Suge Knight. And then like there's also allegedly rumors that like he's the one who set up Biggie because he knew that he would make more money off of him being dead than alive. Yeah. So, you know, these are all alleged. Okay, just rumors. You know, the internet That's be talking. Crazy. But, you know, after hearing all the things, you're like, okay, you know, this guy, if his only goal was to be successful and get money and he didn't really care for people, you know, I'm kind of saying like, even though he came out with a whole dis- uh, uh, tribute song to him, he might have been part of it. But, you know, that's all rumors. Uh, but someone who may have done those things or is rumored to do have done those things, it wouldn't, you know, to be too far-fetched to him for him to actually be involved in, like, maybe some type of threatening, you know, of Cassie and being like, hey, you know, you have two kids, you know, be it would be sad if something happened to him you know no, that husband would be sad if something happened to him i don't i don't think he threatened her kids because she could just call mm-hmm. the police you police what are they gonna do <laughs> no but i mean like i'm sure she went about this in mm-hmm. a way that would she probably had protection of some sorts mm-hmm. like there's uh, no way he threatened her and got away with it she she definitely wanted money. someone that controlling who's literally about to kill a well-known artist for simply singing and uh, not singing like speaking to and making a song with someone that he wasn't even like was he with her or like he was yeah with her i guess cassie no, at the time wally wasn't with her it was um no no, no. wally wasn't with her but P- was diddy with her at the time i think he was right? yeah he was yeah, yeah so it, for him to do that like how if he actually did throw him off right yeah so because I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was if he, even if he was threatening it he could have made it look like it was an accident but as controlling as he is, I'm sure he set that up too, like for her to work with him. I don't think she would do things without his knowledge. Like I'm, mm-hmm. he for sure knew. I think he just. There's just, just been so many stories coming out that I wouldn't put anything past him, especially if it was the day after. Like someone doesn't come out with something that traumatizing and then mm. settle the day after. Like to the point where money doesn't make up for 
uh, the hurt that someone caused you. Like you want that person to feel what you felt in a way, right? So, like, but it's funny because mm-hmm. after the this, the news of them settling came out, yeah, um, his lawyer had to make a statement basically saying like, just because we settled doesn't mean that Diddy's guilty. Mm-hmm. We just came to an agreement, and I'm like. It's not looking so good for you right now, yeah, Diddy. You know, You're looking a little guilty. We'll wait till a documentary comes out then. Surviving Diddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know that's right on Netflix's tail right there. There. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But mm-hmm. if if people are gonna come out with stories about him, um, I'm sure they would probably wait until he's locked up because that's like he's actually really scary like that's terrifying See, so you know threatening her might be an actual possibility i'm just saying possibility. i don't know i'm pretty sure he paid her i'm pretty sure okay. he paid her like I, I would you settle for that much money if you came out with these allegations you felt like someone ruined your life abused you and did things to you and people you know like would you settle for that kind of money i don't know if money would give me the same satisfaction exactly in them you know what i mean Okay, we I already... would personally an eye for an eye. Nah, I don't know. Except, that. except, I wouldn't just settle for like just death sentence. Mm-hmm. I would want them to be tortured. Okay, you're starting to sound like a <laughs> certain group that we really don't like now. Okay, we don't, we don't, we Whoa. don't go that far. Okay, <laughs> don't compare me to okay. that. I'm saying someone mm-hmm. who, like that type of person, like mm-hmm. Diddy, deserves everything bad that happens to him and more. Mm-hmm. He deserves it for a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely, but you know, torturing. Uh, I'm not gonna say. Um, exactly. I was see, gonna say I'm not gonna say I'm gonna do it. See, Saddam might have a darker past than you think, guys. <laughs> I'm innocent though. <laughs> oh, okay, but we'll finish on that. You know, on Saddam being somewhat sadistic and. You know, I'm not. What do you mean? Thing? It's. I'm sure a lot of you guys would agree with me. Mm-hmm. No, a lot, of, a lot of people definitely had that like revenge bone in their body. I normally don't. Yeah, but for something like that, like mm-hmm. to the to the extent that he mm-hmm. has like abused her, abused her, like that's insane. Yeah, but you know, we'll we'll uh, leave it up to um, the courts and 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 well, at least now it's actually done in the court, so I don't know what's going to be. Yeah, because he settled. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll wait for the documentary, like I mentioned. But until then, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed half of what we talked about today. <laughs> um, if you did, make sure to put a like on the video, mm-hmm. subscribe if you want to. Um, you can follow us on our socials if you want. You know, if you want. I'm just saying on Cousin Connection Pod everywhere, basically. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're just here to watch and have a good time, then we'll see y'all next week bye prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed subscription required individual results may vary additional restrictions apply read all warnings before using GLP-1s side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer if you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at trylifemd.com we're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now.
Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.